Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back, and it is July the 14th. We are broadcasting live from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Indeed. Yeah, and we've had a really fantastic adventure so far. And yesterday marked the actual first week we've been on the road since we uh, landed in Dallas. So what do you think, seven days so far? I think we covered a lot of ground, and I'm (laughs) happy to not be driving, even though you did a great job and delivered us safely. Including the ticket. On yes. the way here. We haven't mentioned that yet, have we? Had, no, it's on Instagram. To share that or not. I put it yeah. on Instagram. No, I don't care. I mean, Speedy. yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're, it was kind of funny because, you know, miles and miles and miles of open road. It makes no sense. It makes really. no sense. And just hundreds of thousands of acres on either side of you. Yeah. And you, you know, you were driving safely, but you know, here nor there, it is what it is. Well, but you, can, you uh, got your inaugural ticket. In Wy- right. It, hopefully no more. Hopefully in no Wyoming, more. you can see, especially where we were driving, I could see probably, I mean. I think we were looking at Montana <laughs> from the middle of the state. You can see for miles where we came from, miles where we're going, and you could see just everywhere around. There was virtually no topography, right? No, that's and, true. And then the road just got a little oscillating, a little, you know, there was a little bit of a rise and I had mm-hmm. to go and pass some cars. And then by the time I was slowing down from mm-hmm. having passed these cars, there was a cop that was basically positioned right to, on the bottom of the rise, yep. of course, expecting people to basically pop over the rise and flipped on. <laughs> which his, you did. <laughs> which I did, exactly. So I think I made his day. But, you know, I got I got to thinking how efficient that ticket was, too. So oh, got, he was in and out, and well, it was, he took I'm him like saying. ten minutes. He's on to the next I, guy. I don't think we were sitting there for ten minutes, Julie. I, I bet either. we were that. I bet it was like five minutes. Long enough for him to write down he, insurance was, and stuff. He, so the old thing a cop says when they pull you over—not that I've been pulled over before—but <laughs> what they say is, um, "Do you know why I pulled you over, sir?" You know, he didn't even say that. No, he, he just cut right to he it. He just came to the window and said, "Driver, uh, driver's license, insurance." Ran back, you know, did the whatever, came back with the ticket, and just gave us the ticket. That was it. Yep. It was like no conversation. All done. <laughs> Yes. Well, but it is insane, though, that the it speed is. limits, because it used to be 80 miles per hour. And you mm-hmm. Googled it, and it turned out that they dropped the speed limit in Wyoming mm-hmm. and in the rural areas like we were yep. driving through from 80 to 70. Yes. And they then also said that they added a whole bunch of uh, enforcement. And we did see a lot of extra we did. enforcement. We did. We did, especially in Wyoming. So for those of you who are vi- uh, driving through Wyoming, be aware that they are definitely trying to make up for lost revenue from the COVID year. Um, and they're clearly, going, yeah, I think they're definitely going after anybody with non Wyoming plates, but yes. such is the way. But speaking of which, a special shout out to Mr. Yancey Perkins, who sells yeah. in this area. And now we are, we were pretty clear before, but now we're crystal clear why your truck has so many miles on it. <laughs> and uh, shout out to you because, you know, things are definitely spread out. And I know you sell them all big and small, but nice job out here in Wyoming to Yancey. Well, to all of our coaching clients, really, yeah. that have been messaging us through Instagram and giving us suggestions on uh, places that we should stop and see. And we've picked up a lot of the great ideas, uh, especially, you know, little restaurants and holes in the wall places that we didn't know about. This made this uh, trip extra special. So thank you very much for your continued support and so we think and we are uh, putting together a website with uh, you know essentially where all the pictures are going to be and along with a u.s map did i show it to you julie no not yet let me see if this is it um 
No, that's not. But I'll, I'll show it to you when it's done. No, this might be. No, I'll show it to you when it's done. Okay. But when you see the map of what we're doing, it does look crazy, I, had I seen it? that prior to us leaving, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have wanted to do it. Yeah, probably not. Because we're, we're, we're only in week one. Right. We're going to go through probably at least 20 different states. I think so. And, um, you know, it, we're essentially going up from uh, where we are now. We're going to go up through Montana. Then we're going to mm -hmm. drive towards uh, Washington State. We're going to drive back through Oregon. We're going to stop off at a ton of places in California because yes. we've got a ton of coaching clients there mm -hmm. and EXP folks, frankly. Mm -hmm. We're going to go. We're probably going to go all the way down to San Diego. It's not been determined Possibly. yet. We've been invited to go to the zoo and things like that. Mm -hmm. And Zoe would certainly love that. <laughs> and uh, we're hoping maybe to take uh, Zoe to Disney World if she's uh, going to be well behaved. Are you going to be well behaved? Mm -hmm. You can say yes. Okay, now go all back. Right, scram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so if that all works out, then we're going to be driving back through, uh, I mean, just, you know, the whole rest the of the rest country. The rest of the country, really. And we're going to go to Ohio, and then we're going to drive down. We're hoping to stay at the Greenbrier for a couple nights, and we're going to drive uh, uh, to uh, Murphy, North Carolina, where we have a little cabin, and back on the, down to Atlanta, and then back home. Indeed. So, and, yeah. you know. Two months. Speaking of, we talked to you guys a lot about uh, expanding your exposure or That's what we're suffering doing. from lack of exposure yep. sometimes. And it, that can be just a, a little thing. We were looking at a menu today and it had uh, elk and bison <laughs> and all kinds of interesting things. So, you know, it's nice to get out and do different things. Obviously. Well, of course, we always study the real estate markets. We talked oh, yesterday yes. about the market that where we discovered essentially were high tech hobbit homes. You know, in the, <laughs> I know, in the that middle stuff's of nowhere. crazy. And here we were looking at the real estate and real estate here is about a thousand dollars plus or minus a square foot. Mm -hmm. Or um, in-town stuff. And I didn't know much about Jackson Hole. I knew it was really popular with celebrity types and whatnot, and yes. I could totally see why. Oh, yeah. It's a great town. Lots to do. And we don't even ski, but we can appreciate the rest of it. And if you do ski, kudos to you because, oh, my goodness, are those ski mountains ginormous. Yeah. They're basically, yeah. They're, yeah. It's, it, they're vertical. It, it's like, it looks like something from a cartoon or maybe the Olympics or I don't even know what. You see how I don't even have a comparison because I'm <laughs> <Exactly>. not a skier. <laughs> well, so anyway, we're having a great time. Yeah. And we do appreciate all your support. And this is our way of trying to directly connect with as many of you as we can. But if it's just, just digitally where you're giving us suggestions, uh, do please uh, follow us on Instagram at Tim and Julie Harris. And, and we're reading all the messages and trying to reply to everything. And, you know, it's this is something um, Julie just said it really. It's basically getting out from making yourself a little bit uncomfortable, which I think we're sufficiently doing, right? Indeed. And then putting yourself in a position where you're going to see lots of different things because it really adds to your tapestry of who you well, are as a person, and right? And we're going to Teton tomorrow and yep. are promised to at least possibly see bear and elk and bison and all kinds of different things. So we'll see. Maybe we'll have some interesting pictures to post for all of you tomorrow. Yeah, especially with Miss Zoe seeing all these things for the first time. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's never been, yesterday or the day before is the first time she's been in a forest, for gosh sakes. I know. I mean, think it's about crazy. that. So it's, it's incredible. So yeah, we are going to continue on our sojourn and thank you for staying connected to us. And now we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. And we were talking about this article and we did post a link to the article on timandjulieharris.com. I think that link also got syndicated uh, to all your normal uh, uh, podcast listing widgets and the article was written by sean uh idings idings you think yeah possibly it's called my highest conviction stock idea and from the best i can tell i read a little bit about him on um uh someplace and he's essentially a professional money manager type and he talked about a little bit about some of the other stocks that he suggested people purchase and i think he actually uh, runs money for people uh, like a little i'm not going to call him a hedge fund guy but that definitely is similar to what he does and uh, he right now is basically going all in on expi which is the ticker symbol for the company that's, that holds exp and verbella so let me just give you guys a little uh, 
I think, nice warning. We are going to be talking about EXP today. We're talking about EXP from a perspective of this uh, Sean guy and the article he wrote. Now, and just to be critical of some of the things he wrote, not all of it's correct. And uh, some of uh, um, we're going to actually skip the part that isn't correct. He was giving an example of basically how to compare um, EXP to Redfin, and his math was wrong. And um, so we're not going to we're going to skip over that. So if you're reading the article and you're wondering why we're not uh, talking about it, it's because again his assumptions are, are I think are not accurate. Um, and I but his math essentially the conclusions are accurate, but the math and how he gets there is not accurate. And he's, which frankly, I was kind of um, glad to see because it validates the fact that this guy is definitely not a real estate guy. Well, that's true. I mean, this is not an unusual mistake for people outside no, of our industry to miscalculate some of this stuff. Right. You know, um, in essence, his his uh, comparison of a Redfin agent, I'll just summarize it, being on salary, you know, if they sell 25 houses versus an EXP agent who sells 25 houses is obviously on 100% commission. He was essentially drilling down with the difference between what those two agents would make. And it was extraordinary because obviously he was using, and this is where I thought it was a little bit uh, too much of a stretch. He was saying that, you know, if you can imagine that the EX, if the average uh, sale of the, you know, EXP and the Redfin agent, he was using $800,000, which isn't really realistic. It should be more like three fifty. And then some of the other assumptions he had about um, the commission structure, he was inaccurate about that as well. And I also thought Julie and I shouldn't be talking about commission structures on our podcast because obviously that can get you in some thorny uh, waters with all the legal, uh, you know, ramifications. Yeah. So we're going to skip all that. There, That's the bottom line. Indeed. But yes. we are going to get to um, the next part and Julie we're oh, we're skipping Came all down. this right yes okay so now here's the uh, next uh, the next premise of what he's talking about and again I want to drill down on why this is interesting to us because it's very rare in any of our lifetimes that we're able to essentially be there at the very formidable stage of a company and say that you were part of its growth and to say that you are one of the ones that maybe weren't the very very first people in certainly we weren't uh, but you were there while the you know arrows were still flying in essence, right, and uh, the the land wasn't quite settled. I'm using all these out west uh, you know analogies mm -hmm. because where we are. Um, but right now, what's happening is you're seeing EXP has passed its um, I think it's formidable years for the most part. Yep. And now it's maturing into a really um, frankly going to be what we think and what Sean evidently thinks is going to be the leader in global real estate. And let me start out by telling you something you didn't know. Yes. Today, EXP, 59,000 mm -hmm. agents, mm -hmm. right? And so that was a, that happened today. Yeah, and it's milestone. Still, right, and still um, uh, EXP will probably have around seventy five to 85,000 agents based on its current net growth uh, at the end of this year. Now, that's never happened before in the no, history of stunning. real estate. Right, and so now the reason that, again, we were originally attracted to EXP is because it was essentially the completion of what our mission was professionally speaking. We could help you guys run a, a successful, profitable real estate business. We could show you how to sell. We could essentially take care of your business everywhere from, you know, essentially your the lead generation all the way to everything that you could possibly want to have to understand and deal with. Maybe you want to build a team or a brokerage. We've got you covered. Maybe you, you're wanting to run a small, like you you and maybe two assistants. You're wanting to run high profit margins. Learn to we systematize got you. all exactly. that Exactly. Learn to, when to st staff up people. The skills. You guys can read our book. It's still on a, it's still a bestseller. And I think it's going to be for years on Amazon and on all your other favorite book resellers. It's uh, called Harris Rules. So make sure you pick up that book just to get a real good snapshot of what we're talking about. But at the end of the day, when Julie and I would take a coaching client, I used the example yesterday of Chuck Williamson, 
we would only be we would basically help him sell more houses, make more money and all those things. But there was still something missing from what we were able to actually get this guy to, or any of our coaching clients to really the, the full benefit of what we were showing him how to do because of the fact that we couldn't really control what happened after they started applying the systems that Julie and I have created as part of our coaching program. Now, what EXP has done, so in, in other words, the rubber wasn't quite meeting the road because, okay, so, you know, Bob, who we teach to sell lots of houses, he sells lots of houses, he makes tons of money, he becomes famous in his marketplace, all these other things, but that's no guarantee that Bob's actually going to ever be rich where his money works for him and he, ever, and he uh, doesn't have to work for his money again. So Bob can have years pass where he can be making lots of money and he becomes that household name, the mythical, you know, most famous agent, best-known agent in his marketplace. But at the end of the day, Bob might not have any retirement or Bob might not have any money set aside for a rainy day or sufficient to cover some of the rainy days that we've been experiencing over like the last 20 years. Do I have to remind anyone about the pandemic? Do I have to remind anyone of the housing crash? And so EXP fixes that, right? EXP gives agents the opportunity not just to keep more of their money that they're earning from real estate sales, but also to create multiple streams of very viable income. And that's what ultimately led Julie and I to want to align with EXP that we did in uh, uh, January of 2019. So now the next question everyone asks is how can EXP give so much to the agents? And I'm not talking commission splits. I'm talking what we talked about yesterday, which is with regards to the stock awards and with regards to the revenue share. So Julie, I'm teeing you up. Yes. Yeah, so there's really three points here. This has some bad language that might take too much editing. So I'm going to do the top three points here. So how can EXP give so much? Simple. EXPI has centralized administration and no physical offices. It's all done in a virtual world created by Verbella, which is, by the way, now owned by EXP. So that's a big point. I, you know, a lot of these guys have never run an office or paid the bills that come along with a brokerage, but it is not inexpensive, especially in some of the major markets. Well, our whole coaching business has always been online. That's right. We and, you know, I want to make a good point about this, too. EXP was born online. Yep. It's not a company that had to convert to being in the cloud. So you're actually bringing up something really good. I, mm -hmm. I get the question when I'm talking to folks about joining EXP as part of our revenue share group. Mm -hmm. I get the question about what do you think the and he talks about this in this article, so I don't want to you know get too too far ahead of it. But he talked. Uh, people ask me, well, what's to prevent other people from copying? Sure. What's to prevent Remax from copying or Keller Williams from copying? The mm -hmm. answer is nothing except this really big thing called their franchise model. And, and that's where it, I think he talks about next, or that's what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. In essence, when and we described this in a great detail in yesterday's podcast, but in essence what EXP did, what Glenn Sanford did in his genius, is he basically said, let's not do a franchise, let's do an online virtual brokerage where there's one brokerage where there's, and the money that's being right now paid to the franchises and the region holders and all these, the sort of institutionalized expenses that go along with a franchise, not to mention the physical locations, the expense associated with that. What Glenn thought was, I got a great idea. There's two, and he says this too, there's two things agents are not great at. They're not great at saving money and they're not great at paying their taxes. So what if I could fix a situation? And I have heard him also say about saving for retirement. So he fixes all of that. And what he's doing is he the money that would normally go to paying all the franchise fees and all the, the and all the expenses. Again, yesterday, listen to yesterday's show because we break it down fairly well. That all goes back to the agents. Yes. And that's something no one's ever done before. And and going back to why Julie and I originally got involved, it's because everyone gave lip service, though they don't do this so much anymore. You know, we're an agent centric brokerage. That was a thing for years. OK, so how are you? What does that actually mean? 
<laughs> what does it mean to be an agent-centric brokerage? The answer is it meant nothing until no. what until you look what uh, Glenn Sanford did with EXP, which is literally financially agent-centric. Yes, and looking out for agents' futures. Mm-hmm. And there's even an element. I kind of like this from a coaching standpoint. There's even an element of you know, like the stock awards, an award is given to you. You don't have to purchase it. The stock awards are done without you even asking. It's like it's uh, he's got your back. He's almost doing some forced savings, which is kind of cool. Uh, let's see. So the next point is no. Let's see. Yes. No physical offices and centralized administration cut significant costs. EXPI passes those savings onto the agent, as we just said. Next thing. Another contributing factor is agent acquisition cost. What is that? That is the cost of bringing agents into the company. Competitors, for example, like Compass, pay top dollar to sign top producing agents, but EXP pays zero up front. So why is that important? Well, that's kind of an interesting, you know, no one talks about that, right? I, I know. And one of the, the uh, so EXP does have a recruiting model and they pay you on the agents that they recruit. It's called revenue share. We're going to talk about that in a second. I love his next point. I think we're safe. By the way, I think we're safe. I didn't unplug anything. Let me make sure. I just dropped the uh, recording device. My fault. Let me make sure it's all good. You're yep. good. All right. Let me check all of our wires. Checking. Checking. We're all good. Proof that still, it's live. Still <laughs> proof that we don't edit it. <laughs> and I forget what I was about to say. Uh, let's see. You were After I had that many about, heart well, we were talking. We were talking about, um, you know, the acquisition costs. Oh, there you other, go. Thank yeah. you. So, like, Compass spends all this money. It's not just Compass. Other brokerages have done it as well. To spend all – like, so, for example, Comfront, Compass might upfront money. They don't do as much as they used to to acquire some, you know, basically brand-name agent. Okay, great. Um, but what other offices – what other brokerages and franchises would do – is they wouldn't write a check. They might give you office space or they might basically give you a slightly higher commission. So this whole acquisition cost of agents is something EXP doesn't really have. And that's something too, which is quite extraordinary. So EXP is on everyone's mind, it seems. And everyone's basically coming around. Some people resist it. Some people are like, tell me more. But there's not a lot in between. You're either, most people are EXP curious. Most people are basically ready to join. They're going to maybe join now or they're going to join in six months. But eventually, everyone's going to have to take a serious look for e, uh, at EXP and, and really drill down why they're actually not moving forward. Because mm-hmm. financially, there's no reason not to move no, forward. Now, some, now, someone would say, well, Compass gave me all this money up front. I have to – maybe I'm obligated to stay there for three years. Well, then you're obligated to stay there for three years. You made a bargain, right? Um, but ultimately, what EXP has virtually no agent acquisition costs – because of the fact that people want to join EXP. So if a brokerage has to pay somebody to join the brokerage, maybe that tells you something about the brokerage itself. Whereas EXP has top producing agents and teams and big brokerages that are lining up to join EXP. You gotta ask yourself why, and the answer is, frankly, because it's a hell of a lot better business proposition to both small agents and big agents alike and brokerages That's right. and, and teams. And ultimately, that means that the dollar stays with the company so that they then can pass that to the existing EXP agents okay no he so explained this really well okay. so here's something else that frankly i don't this is, doesn't really come up that often but it's still an interesting point so mm-hmm. his next point is exp is not a pyramid scheme or illegal mlm and that's something that sometimes you see um the uh you know really the detractors for exp which you are see basically it more on, on on online forums where agents are not really that versed on what we're about to go over that right. it is not anything even remotely like that mm-hmm. so shall i read please okay so according to the FTC, not according to brokers, agents, Tim and Julie, or anybody else, <laughs> according to the FTC, who regulates this, a pyramid scheme, uh, quote, compels individuals who wish to join to make a payment. 
Well, yeah, CXP compels individuals who wish to join to make a $149 startup fee. Afterwards, EXP compels agents to pay $85 a month to use their platform. But does that mean they're a pyramid scheme? And he uses the example, I mean, Costco compels individuals who wish to join to make a $60 or $120, that's your executive uh, yearly fee, uh, which is paid yearly. Is Costco a pyramid scheme? I would say American Express card charges you usually two fifty or five hundred. No, no, it's six hundred. I, mean, I think it's now, now more. Yeah, it's yeah, six hundred bucks. bucks. There's lots. I mean, your gym charges you a fee to join. Are they a pyramid scheme? Well, but, so, but here's yeah. some, let's just just stop it there for a second yeah. because again, I don't hear this is really not an issue anymore. That was something that a lot of competitors of EXP were throwing up to try to basically make uh, agents who are going to leave their brokerage afraid to go. It's to an EXP. ignorant objection handler. Yeah, basically. But really, at the end of the day, you don't have you can join EXP and not participate in the revenue share aspect aspect of it. You don't have to recruit a single soul, and EXP is still a home yeah. run decision. They're for not going to throw you out. Right. I think it was something like forty percent of all agents that are EXP agents have sponsored at least one person. Yes. Don't trip over the cords like I did. Uh, right. I'm with you. <laughs> so that that's proof yeah. that of the you know almost sixty thousand agents. Not everyone wants to or is or has maybe learned how to participate in revenue share. And so that's it. not like, for example, what you'd expect from an MLM. Well, that's right. So he says, you know, no, that doesn't make Costco, for example, an MLM. The membership fee subsidizes Costco's pricing. The fee incentivizes members to be repeat customers. There's value in that payment and there's value in EXP's payment as well. One has access to... And this is another thing that they don't know. This is big. Oh, this is big, uh, yeah. One has access to KV Core. That's a CRM. How many of you guys are paying X amount of dollars for your CRM right now? Uh, uh, KV Core usually costs individual agents between 300 and 500 bucks a month. Website creation is included. Automated call, text, email is included. And an extraordinary amount of educational content, which is available 24-7 very much unlike brick and mortar brokerages so that's that's included but it's part of your 85 dollar a month fee at exp but uh it's not just a crm basically it's a lead generation oh there's platform, all kinds of stuff right and, there, and you know commissions inc those of you who are familiar with some of those mm. systems that are out there they like the if i understand correctly and i haven't actually researched this but i've had other people tell me this if you were to get the version of kv core that is given to exp agents as part of their 85 dollars yeah. a month it would cost somewhere between 800 and a thousand dollars a month that's right and so there's agents and, and they don't just give it to you they train you on how to use it yeah. too oh, it's yeah, not just definitely. like there's, here go figure it out there's classes you can take every and day how to lead generate matter of fact i was uh, again i've heard this from people that we've have in our revenue share group uh -huh. That they can generate some somewhere thing, what was it, like fifty leads per month off a KV Core if they just do a minimum amount of optimizing. But if they yes. throw a hundred dollars at it a month uh -huh. for some paid advertising, then supposedly they can generate something like a hundred to hundred and twenty leads per month. Yes, I've not personally experienced that. I've not. You know, I, I've, I have coaching clients that have not just generated leads but closed transactions oh yeah, from their definitely. generated leads. These are good quality leads. Okay, so should I go on or do you want to change topics? Let's see. All right, so accusers will point out that EXP, quote, promises its new members a share of the money taken from every additional member they recruit. That not that a sure sign that it's a pyramid scheme? Well, by itself, no. EXP does promise its members a share of the money generated by each additional member. Uh, that's called the downline, and it does go seven levels. But the agent has to perform. This is all based on actually closing sales to get any money to go upstream. That caps at 8000 per agent per year, so EXP paying out up to... Uh, half of that commission split 
I think the point here, Tim, is that unlike uh, you know traditional MLM things, this is predicated on actual real estate sales, not on you know stockpiling product or some other weird thing. Or his, his math yeah. there is wrong too, but that's I, I think okay. it's off a little. It bit, is, but here, here's really the bottom line. So you can sponsor somebody in order for them to, uh, and essentially, when again, just keep this in mind: forty percent of everybody. So you sponsor 10 people with eXp, four of those people will most likely sponsor somebody, then four of those people and four of those people. And the thing that you've got to sort of wrap your mind around is that generally speaking, the sizes of the groups, once you start sponsoring people, compounds monthly, not annually. So I've seen people like our group, I mm -hmm. just checked today, our yep. group is growing an average of 10% per month per net. Month. Yes. Per net. It's amazing. After attrition. Yeah. And that's, that's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. So that means that our group should double in size um, this year. Yes, and that's been very consistent. Well, we dropped around 8%, 8.4%. like what, one or two, two months? months? Yeah, basically, <laughs> right? exactly. So pretty well, I mean, but the moral of the story is that means that there's people, almost 2,000 agents that are in Julie and I's group who have, that are sponsoring people, that are making money from revenue share, who have made this. And what we teach agents to do is we teach agents to basically cover, you know, it's essentially a, a, an income or a revenue share ladder. And what we show them is, and I, just think of it in terms of rungs, and we break this down when they when they uh, are sponsored by us, is we show them the first, you know, essentially write all your personal expenses down and then break them into categories. And so maybe the first category is your house payment if you have one. Then it's your utilities, and then it's your car payment if you have one. Every one of these rungs represents a specific financial milestone that you're going to try and that you will work towards um, essentially covering through revenue share. And most people, when they conceptually, they, like if you, some of the people that we know at EXP are you know, just doing extraordinary things with revenue share. It's sort of not, most people can't, you know, it's not really, uh, they can't think like that. So, because the numbers are too big. So what we show them how to do is essentially break it down, again, from rung to rung to rung. So, okay, what's your house payments? $3,500. Okay, so let's talk about specifically how you're gonna get uh, from revenue share completely passively $3,500 a month or roughly $40,000 a year. And we're going to show you how to do that. We're going to break it down into exactly what you should be doing every single day to work towards that goal. How many people you need, the whole thing. And It's just you know, a math problem. But, but here's, here's really what the miracle of this whole thing is. Yeah. It's completely passive. Mm -hmm. So once you actually have built your, once you start getting into the habit of sponsoring agents, and I would say that most people, like I said, it's 40% will sponsor at least one person. And the reality of it is, is that um, you're, if for you to really take a deliberate approach to sponsoring agents. So I'm thinking of all the ones that we've sponsored that have these large groups now. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have people in our, and they're in Libertas, our group that is sponsored that have in their groups now five, 600 people, you know, and they're growing every single mm -hmm. month. And a lot of them are growing, you know, sure. by double digits. Mm -hmm. And so like, if, if I think in terms of what they're accomplishing in terms of mm -hmm. revenue, passive income, right. most of them right now, after being involved with uh, our revenue share group and the XP, of mm -hmm. course, in less than two and a half years, have been, are able to essentially replace their income. And, right. and they don't stop selling real estate because that's the no. thing that's interesting that happens is mm -hmm. once you start having enough money coming in that you don't ever actually have to worry about money anymore. In other words, how would it feel, listeners? And this isn't just some, you know, pie in the sky thing. You, this is really happening. You could, and I've seen this happen. We've directly experienced this with, you know, really at this point, dozens, maybe even hundreds of people in our group. When you get to the point where you're starting to generate passive income through revenue share and you start to realize that you can actually have passive income sufficient enough to cover all your personal bills, once you essentially have that emotional connection to that thought, your life changes. Because then all of a sudden you start getting that sense of freedom that you didn't even maybe even conceive that you could ever have. That's where that's the miracle of what Glenn Stanford uh, created with revenue yes, share. Yes, but here's the thing, Tim. You gave some great examples of people who have actually, you know, some fairly heavy hitters who have been able to 
replace their their regular income, their real estate income, with their EXP income, and of course continue to sell real estate. However, you don't have to you don't have to sponsor hundreds of people no. to have a significant to really move the needle for yourself personally. My, my friend Kevin Control, for example, mm-hmm. um, he sponsors. He, I think he's. 10 people mm-hmm. and his overall group now has grown to 1800 people for example because those 10 people branched out and branched out right, and branched exactly. out but and he personally uh sponsored 10, 10. give or take yeah. and his whole group now because you know he sponsored a couple people that sponsored this you know sure it basically just snowballed to the point now mm-hmm. where he's got he may even have closer to 2000 yeah, than 1800 and i know but the thing is jules you and i know lots of people like that sure they'll they'll sponsor maybe 15 or 20 people um, and they'll the groups continue to grow because, like I said, EXP on itself is growing by I think EXP, if I remember correctly, it's growing by something like over seven percent per month net. Mm-hmm. Okay, so naturally, if you just start sponsoring a couple people here and a couple people here, um, and then your group is going to start to grow without you. And and that's again, that's yeah. something that really boggles the mind when people see it and experience it. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I I didn't completely understand sure. it. I had never experienced anything. Well, like, so the let's closest clarify. thing we did yeah. is rental property. Well, I know, I know, which took years and years right. to have the same impact. But so I think the point that you're making, because agents talk to each other and and they may hear, well, I've got you know 1,500 people in my group. That does not mean that you had 1,500 phone calls, no. coffees, me- lunch meetings, or anything. It means you probably sponsored 8, 10, 12 people who then did the same thing that you did, and you didn't have to talk to all 1,500 people. You had to talk to your core people, who some of them you probably did transactions with. You've known them for years. They A lot of this, actually, here's the, the amazing thing. I've seen a change from a couple years ago where they were still lingering, what's EXP, tell me about EXP, to now what happens is when you yourself join EXP, the agents you've done deals with, your agent friends, will ask you why you decided to make that decision. You're giving a great example. So I, I just had somebody that joined um, under us. Mm-hmm. And, um, his first name is John. His mm-hmm. last name starts with you. He's a podcast okay. listener, so I'm not going to. Sure. And so um, he'd been listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, I wanted, you know, Tim and Julie to sponsor me. So I talked to him. This actually happened while we were on our sojourn here. Mm-hmm. Um, he joins EXP. His, I, he's moved his license. He's active. He's already basically, because he had some listings that he brought over, he's already essentially paid his cap, which is amazing. So it's right. like first couple transactions that went into contract right away. He's essentially basically already, you know, they, they're in contract so that to close mm-hmm. by the end of, say, August or September or whatever. Sure. And anyway, long story short, and then he basically messages me and he says, Tim, I know you and Julie are on vacation with, you know, with Zoe. I've been watching guys on Instagram. Uh, but I've got now, I knew I was going to have some agents for my, it was a Keller Williams office mm-hmm. that were going to want to follow me over. But I didn't, I underestimated the number of people that were going to want to follow me Isn't over. Interesting. I did I didn't realize he's, because he had sponsored, this is what he told me, at Keller Williams. Because mm-hmm. remember, Keller Williams has a profit share model. He told me, I'm going to get my numbers wrong. <laughs> Forgive me, John, if I have. But he's going to, I think he said he sponsored something like 25 people at Keller Williams mm-hmm. after, I don't know, it was like five years or something. And he said, basically, all those agents are going to want to follow him over to sure. EXP. And then what he said wasn't that he wasn't expecting is that uh, the agents that were top producers, similar to what he is, because mm-hmm. he's an absolute machine, mm-hmm. he said, those agents, too, now are contacting him and say, hey, I noticed you moved over to EXP. Let's talk about that's it. That's right. And so that's the thing that's happened that's way different than it was like, you know, when Julie well, and I joined. Well, that's fueling the momentum because right. it's not just happening to John. It's happening to so many people. Right. Now people, like agents are not, it, they're EXP curious. Like I said, everyone's EXP curious. Curious. You got into real estate. I'm. There's all kinds of varieties of you know huge 
swaths of reasons why. But the essence was you got into real estate to be financially free. You got into real estate so that maybe one day, somehow, hopefully, you could have enough income coming in that you could really have the life that you've always dreamed of. Well, I mean, not to be snarky, but how's that working out? Because the reality of it is, is that real estate is can be a brilliant, unbelievable gift, uh, but it also can be a huge curse. And the thing that makes it a curse is the fact that it is one of these uh, industries that is so beholden to the ebbs and flows of the markets, right? That's right. And so, for example, right now we're in this housing boom and we're going to be in this housing boom for some time to come. And Julie and I did a bunch of podcasts on why there is no real estate uh, bust on the horizon. But there's going to be a point where, you know, prices are going to start to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, if inflation is going to, you know, uh, sort of level off, we're expecting that you and I, you know, read about this, mm-hmm. probably 2023, we're going to start seeing inflation level off to four to six percent. But certainly for the next 18 months, you're going to see right. a really nutsy market where, mm-hmm. you know, this year houses in a lot of cases are going to go up by 20, 30 percent. Mm-hmm. In some markets, we have coaching clients are going up by, you know, 100 percent. It's incredible. Right. It's amazing. You know, and, and so everyone's benefiting from this housing boom, but it, it will reverse. And the agents who have only been selling real estate in a market like this, they're going to be essentially not knowing how to basically oh, adjust and pivot. And, and I mean, that's what happens in the real estate market. So if you've sure. done, and this is what happened during the last housing crash, and you, uh, some of these people, frankly, our business took off as a result of the housing crash because people were saying, I want to figure out how to actually run a profitable real estate business so that when there is another correction in the housing market, I'm not going to be uh, taken aback to the point where I'm going to lose all my, um, yeah. you know, it was my a craving assets. for skill and education at the same time. Right. So now I think we have a runway here of, you know, maybe 18 to 24 months, maybe 36 months before there's another notable real estate correction. And any of you who've lived through that real estate, uh, you know, turnaround back in 07 through 09, why don't you do, why don't you really seriously think about this, what's happening now as a blessing, make the most of the blessing, and then figure out other ways to create other streams of income. You know, and EXP is frankly the one that requires the least risk and really no, I mean, honestly, like I mentioned real estate. You know, Julie and I have dozens of real estate properties in dozens of states. And we've been acquiring, we've been married for 30 years and we've been acquiring these properties for the last, you know, 30 years. And uh, we bought our first house when we were 22 and 23. And all of those properties, all but four, I think, maybe Mm -hmm. five, uh, are paid off. Yes. And so for us to accomplish that, we had to sacrifice a ton. We had to sacrifice, so like, you know, we had people in our peer group, our friends, that were going on vacations and they were buying this and they were doing this and the other thing. Whereas Julie and I were staying drilled down and always buying rental properties. We were always staying focused, not on lifestyle, but on buying rental properties because our goal was is to be financially free by the time I was 40 and Julie was 39. And it took me 41 and Julie was 40. But the moral of the story is, is we accomplished that goal. But the amount of work and effort and still to Julie manages the property managers in yeah. all these different states, the amount of work that go, we, we don't manage them. We have managers that manage them. We manage so you a still few have to of manage them. the managers. You have to manage the managers. And, you know, it's it's insane, really. I mean, it's crazy. And now yeah. you're looking at all these the rising property taxes. Well, every time there's an ice storm in the Midwest, I know that my next two or three days is going to be talking to property managers who are fixing things. Exactly. Cleaning gutters, fixing flooded basements. You know, right. it's not... I would say it's relatively passive, but in comparison, it's absolutely not passive. No, we're thrilled we have the assets, especially when you see sure. the inflation that's happening right in real, uh, right now in real estate. But I, but that for, wasn't guaranteed when we did it either. No, we didn't buy them for inf- uh, appreciation. No. We bought them for cash flow. That was our goal. We bought properties for cash flow because we wanted to get to the point where we were, uh, by our definition of rich, where our money worked for us and we no longer worked for our money. And that's the path that most of you are following as well, thinking you have to accumulate more rental properties so that you basically can live off the cash flow of your rental properties. Well, you can, but what I'm here to suggest to you humbly is that you maybe 
uh, put that one on uh, as a plan B and focus on the revenue share as a plan A because the revenue share has no expense against it. When you sponsor somebody at EXP and they sponsor and they sponsor and they sponsor, you're not having to service that per, that agent. You're not having to, you, you know. You might not even know them. Right. Most of them, you, you know, when you talk about somebody that personally sponsors 15, but whose group has grown over two or three years to 1,500, you're not having to, uh, you know, personally nurture or coach all 1,500. Now, you want to be there when they have questions and you want sure. to, you know, be part well, of the family. But, but it's not on, like a rental property. But let's talk about yeah. that, too. Sure. So um, what's the job of a sponsor at EXP? It's to obviously help you along your way and sort of, you know, obviously be your sponsor, help you sponsor other people. And that's the reason that Julie and I created our revenue share group. If you want to learn more about our revenue share group, just go to ylibertas.com or just text EXP to, oh, I don't remember, 47372. Yeah. Text the letters EXP to 47372 and we'll text you back a link and you can check out ylibertas.com and watch the videos that are at the top of the um, of the website. That's just watch those two videos. There's two videos that, you know, one is essentially a bunch of Libertas agents that are uh, explaining why they joined Libertas, why they joined EXP. And the next video is explaining the whole EXP model. But you can then check out the rest of the content on whylibertas.com. But this is something right now that I hope and pray all of you at least. Uh, I, I, in my mind, I always try to speak to the dissenters, but the truth is, is there's not so, it, it doesn't really exist anymore. The people that are anti-EXP in any way are the are broker owners or franchise owners yeah. who are stuck in their their situations and they would love to switch over, but they usually can't. That's right. And that, that's really usually what it yeah, is. Yeah, but that's, that's a small percent, okay? I think there's not as many, I don't even think they're dissenters, I think that there's procrastinators. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, yeah, it's like, no, it's not never, no, it's just no, not right now. Right. And, <laughs> you know? and, you know, we understand that you're in the thick of it, and most of you have really killer momentum right now. But think about how doing the same thing that you're doing now, being in that momentum and having lots of listings and closings and all of your different sides that you're doing, has more value with EXP. You literally have more ways of creating income from what you are already doing. I think that's the difference for the procrastinators who know they understand the model. They're just waiting to pull the trigger. Well, I remember, for example, mm -hmm. Colette McDonald, right? Sure. And she's somebody we've coached forever. Mm -hmm. And she is uh, and she was uh, in Buckhead in the northern part of Atlanta where we have visited. Brookhaven, but Brookhaven, close to Brook. sorry. Yeah. Same Beautiful area. Yeah. Amazing area. Yes. And she's Top an producing REMAX agent. HGTV star. I mean, sure. she's an icon. Yeah. Really, she is. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's literally an icon at EXP, but she's an icon in the industry. Mm -hmm. And Colette was somebody who was one of these agents who, and this was two years ago, maybe more than that. Don't talk to me about EXP. I don't want to hear about EXP. And the reason that she was saying that is because she didn't understand the model. And she even went as far as to say, and, and this maybe was the case back then. In my market, there's not a lot of top producing or any top producing agents that are over DXP. I, I mean, I'm with Remax and Remax, at, at, with, you know, I have lots of awards and plaques and recognition. Yeah, number one at lots of things. Right. She, she was very much intertwined into that brand. But what she did not understand and is the financial ramifications on the on the positive side and on the negative side of her staying on the course that she was on. Right. And she's she's somebody who I think of all the time, truthfully, when I think about EXP and how mm -hmm. thankfully I am for the opportunity 
that we were given to present people like Colette and all of our other great coaching sure. clients to it. Because now she's accumulated over, I'm not going to say the actual number because I haven't asked her a permission. Lot. She's significantly well off now versus where she was just two years ago. Very much moved the needle. Yeah, very much. I mean, we can also, she's a, mil, she's a multimillionaire now yes. because of her involvement with the XP. Will that happen to you? No. I mean, you know, she was awarded stock when the stock, I mean, all these different things. Well, and would she, I mean, she's a, a producer, she's motivated. Would yeah. she have eventually gotten there? I believe so. Definitely. But how many years more quickly did she do it because she made that decision? Yeah, and she's exactly my age. She and I are exactly, mm-hmm. she's 51, I'm 51. She'll kill me when I say that. <laughs> she's she bigger than you, too. She doesn't look 51 at all. <laughs> no, not But, at all. I mean, when I think about Colette, I think about, like, where's she going to be in, like, five years. I mean, it's incredible. You have a heck of a lot more options. And I, then I think about other people too, that we've sponsored. I mean, sure. I, I think of like, um, well, I'll, I'll mention this name too. He wouldn't mind. I know he wouldn't mind. Eric Orland. Yeah. So Eric Orland was somebody I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And Eric Orland was introduced to, to you and I, he was in uh, Miami mm-hmm. and he was, um, very, you know, great background in the professional world, smart, um, just unusual for the sure. real estate world. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but he was, he had ju- basically had just come through a really bad financial hardship mm-hmm. and he was really on his heels financially, if not completely falling out and sitting on his butt basically. Sure. And he was, um, what he had been, uh, uh, essentially talked, many, many people had talked to him about, uh, joining EXP. He used to own a mortgage company basically. And it, many people have asked him to join EXP and, and it wasn't until we again had a conversation with him where we explained to him what Libertas was all about where we explained to him basically what he's going to be able to create, what it's going to mean to him financially. And we laid it all out for him. And I will bet I can almost guarantee you, like, and he's personally sponsored since he's been EXP. He's been EXP probably two years. Mm-hmm. I think he's sponsored. I'll have to check. I think he's sponsored maybe 30 people personally in two mm-hmm. years, maybe more, but I think it's right around that number. Okay. And I bet you by the end of this year, he's going to have over a thousand people in his group. Mm-hmm. So he's sponsored uh, approximately 30 people. And by the end of this year, he's going to have over a thousand people. Now, what that means in terms of passive income is I'm not going to give an actual number, but because I don't think we're supposed to, but the actual income that he'll be earning from a revenue share will be, um, you know, I mean, I don't know how else to say it without saying it. Probably at the very least 40000 but probably more like uh, 60000 per month. There's variables yeah. that enter into it. But the reality of it is, is that somebody who basically was reluctant to join EXP, had been, you know, other people talked to him about it. We explained to him why we were interested in it, why we joined, why we aligned, why we did it. And then we've had so many other conversa- uh, conversations just like that. And we're interested in having that conversation with you. And the reason that we're motivated to do this is, yes, we have a financial interest in you joining EXP with our group, but you've got to understand we are, the experience that we're really looking to have. And if you've been listening to Julie and I for years on our podcast, which this is over 2,000 shows, we've had over 10 million downloads. This is the number one daily listened to uh, podcast for real estate agents uh, in the, at least the United States. If you've been listening to us for a long period of time, you know that our heart and soul has always been with the betterment of real estate agents. I mean, we weren't just saying we're agent-centric. We clearly were, and we clearly are. But EXP so perfectly continues uh, uh, what we really or what our life mission was is uh, – and creating a financial alternative and a financial future that will give you that sense of freedom that most agents, even the best agents in the face of planet Earth, can never accomplish on their own. And that's something you've got to basically – now, here's another thought that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Some people will say, well, the ship has sailed. You know, It's too late. 
Well, because there's 50,000, you know, 59,000 agents. Well, the projections, and we're going to get to it. I don't want to spoil Julie's show for tomorrow. But uh, Sean, this uh, financial guy, is projecting that EXP is going to have something like um, 500,000 agents within the next five years. And if you looked at project, if you looked at projections, just if even if you, um, you know, even if growth slows, that's a pretty astonishing. That's astonishing. Right. So and that's probably not even accounting for maybe it is uh, for the massive amount of newer agents that are coming in that have to make a decision. A lot of those newer agents don't have the the previous thoughts in their head. They just look at what's the best model for me. And they I mean, it's clearly the best choice. Exactly. And so and again, there we're seeing what one point five million members of National Association mm-hmm. of Realtors. Yes. You and I predicted accurately uh, mm-hmm. mid last year that there was going to be a massive increase in the number of new licensees. And there there is and there will even be more so over the next probably the next six months as more agents are right. taking and passing their tests. And we're seeing a, a, an influx of more experienced agents and brokers yep. and teams coming over which was different than maybe two or three years ago and we're also seeing literally the global expansion of exp right and exp is in different countries so guys this is what it feels like to be at the very start not quite maybe the start but i would say pretty darn near the start of something that's a global phenomenon this is this is like a movement that at the end of the day agents if they understand what they have as an opportunity it you will still want to sell real estate you'll still want to be incredibly successful selling real estate and in those conversations that you have with the agents that you're doing transactions with a lot of them are going to be wanting to learn more about exp and of course with our um our uh, revenue share group called libertas we also teach you how to scale up your um recruiting business if that's really what you want to focus on if not we're going to show you how to obviously build your real estate business so that is all i have for today how about you that's right well you know time to make a decision (laughs) yeah exactly well so look guys you can go to ylibertas.com or just text exp to 47372 but if you're ready to join exp and you're just looking for the right sponsor do this go to uh, ylibertas.com check out what exactly it is that we're um, offering and then if you're ready to join, if you've not uh, promised that someone else can be your sponsor, please text me directly at 512-758-0206. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. We are on the road. We are doing a lot of uh, you know things while we're on the road, visiting with different people and you know obviously um, expanding our um, – what do you want to call it? Not influence necessarily, but expanding our experiences. Yes. But I'd love to talk with you guys anytime about EXP, but please do check out Why Libertas first and watch those two videos. In the meantime, we're going to finish off the series on EXP tomorrow, and uh, you guys have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.